Atlanta to come up. If all we did today was drive up here and hear Joseph testify and hear and, and, and witness God get on and let Miss Katie worship, it's been worth the trip. But then on top of all that, then God just sat down on my pew there for a little bit and just... Blow, I'm telling you, God will do more for you meeting with him, just, just, just his presence. Boy, we, we, we try to fabricate so much, but if we can just, just get him on the scene, just, just get where he's at and beg him. God, God will do more for you in just a, in just a few seconds and a few minutes than you, you could ever pump up in your life. Amen. And I'm glad, I'm glad to be right here this afternoon. Amen. I, I thank God for my heritage that I have in this building. Uh, I did the math again a while ago, 28 years ago, uh, this coming summer, 28 years ago, that I got saved by the good grace of God. And uh, Brother Terry Dietz was preaching the night I got born again in the God's family. And then two years later, uh, my wife, I was telling these guys coming up the road today, two years later, uh, my Wheezy got saved. She wasn't my Wheezy, but she, right after that she was my Wheezy, but anyway. And uh, she got saved under Brother Dietz's preaching. And, uh, man, I'm just glad to be around God's people tonight. And I have so many wonderful memories just in this church. And I, I remember when I'd always come, I'd always be the youngest preacher. Those days are no longer. Though I do feel young. Somebody help me right I'm trying, I'm trying to settle in because I, I'm a little bit nervous about Chris Winburn sitting behind me. I'm just being honest with you. I'm nervous, man. I am nervous, and, uh, but I am glad to be in God's house. I, that's what I'm talking about right there. I, no, no more attention to Brother Chris. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 14 tonight, and uh, the Lord has directed my heart to this text, and uh, I appreciate what God's done and is doing. And uh, don't believe it's done yet. Don't, 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 don't cut him off. Don't, I think probably a lot of times that, you know, God gets us to a point and he's working and moving and we feel like, well, that's what God's going to do. But you never know. God, God does all that just to prepare you for what he wants to do. So he ain't done yet. So if he's not done yet, let's us don't be done yet. Amen. Man, I'm glad to be in this house tonight. Appreciate the faithfulness. Amen. Jesus makes all the difference, don't he? Praise God. Where, where would we be tonight without Jesus? I mean, you couldn't have put this crowd together for nothing. Let that sink in a minute. Nobody, nobody but Jesus could put this outfit together tonight. And, uh, but look what he's done, and I'm glad to be in the middle of it. Matthew chapter number 14, I, I want to I dive right in. Can I, I want to dive right into my thought in the text. Um, it's just it's all my, my, my heart's so heavy. And so if I want you to begin reading with me, I, I want to walk through our text, and then I want to just give you a thought out of verse number, I believe, verse 29. Let's begin in verse 22. Now remember, our Lord has, uh, John, John Baptist has been beheaded. It's never popular to live for God. It, it's never been popular, and it's not going to be popular. So if you're bound to popularity, you're going to, you're going to miss something. You just, you're just going to, but if you're going to live for God and get over all that, you can enjoy living for Jesus. And then our Lord has fed uh, one of the accounts of the feeding of 5,000. Now notice what he does. In verse 22, and straightway, meaning immediately, uh, no, without any hesitation, right. uh, he moves straight from the feeding of 5,000 
And he, in this text, the Bible said straight where Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. Now, when our Lord does this, he is, never does anything by accident. Uh, no filler words in our Bible. But one thing our Lord has just taught his disciples how they are to react to a miracle. In other words, they, and I know my flesh, I'd want to hang around a little bit. I want to let them know, you know, I'm the one that broke the bread. And I have, but, but when they finish that miracle, Jesus teaches them not to linger around so that they can get the glory and the credit. He tells them that we're going we're gonna to immediately move on. It, it's amazing what God will do in and through your life if he gets all the credit and he gets all the glory. Brother Deke said it already, God, God hates pride. And so uh, when, when pride, God, God won't be around pride. He'll, he'll, not, be, he'll not be around that. And, uh, but he will, he will get in up beside somebody who's just humble enough to realize just how bad they need God. And, and so he moves on. Th then the Bible said that uh, he now has constrained the disciples to get into a ship to go before him under the other side. He's gathered the disciples, and I'm going somewhere. He's gathered the disciples in, into the ship to cross over under the other side. They are in the ship, and Jesus is going to depart, and he's going to come to them and just live. Now, now, we know this, that these disciples are just obeying the Lord. Now, let me say something. That, that obedience does not uh, uh, exempt us from trouble. Now, if there were no adults in the room tonight, you young people know this, that you, even though you say, well, you don't have a van payment, or if you're a Christian, a minivan payment, somebody say amen right there, uh, but you know what troubles are. Now, your troubles might be different than Brother Dietz's trouble, but, but behind it is still you've got troubles. And if you're not careful, sometimes you feel like, well, I've obeyed God, so therefore I won't have any trouble. That's not going to happen. But it does mean that when I do have trouble, I never have to go through it alone. Are you listening? I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sell you a life of no trouble. You're going to have some trouble, but the goodness of God always outweighs the trouble. Amen. As a matter of fact, we get to glory. We're not, we're not going to pass the microphone around in heaven and talk about how much trouble we had, how heavy the... Now, we get to heaven, thank God, we'll look back and realize it was such a light affliction uh, that you and I still got to live for God uh, and serve Jesus even though troubles came. Thank God the Holy Ghost does too. Amen. Amen. Then they're obeying. Obedience does not equal God owing me something. Well, now, now, Lord, I, I obeyed, so now you've got to do this. No, no, God doesn't owe me anything. If I, I, I'm glad that this is not based off of what I deserve. I, I think there, there is justice and there's law, but I, I thank God for grace and I thank God for mercy. Because if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be coming to church tonight. And if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be preaching tonight. And if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be saved tonight. And if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be in this service tonight. I'm telling you, thank God for his grace and his mercy that God has been good to his children. Amen. I'm glad we're not talking about getting what we deserve. Amen. And if we look at God as if, well, now, Lord, I've obeyed, and, and now you, oh, oh no, friend, I'm, God's given me a whole lot more than what I deserve to get. Come on now. 
the, the life you live for God, you know this, when God saved you, God loaded your wagon. Ever since you've been saved, God's been loading your wagon. You couldn't have dreamed this life up. You couldn't have put this life together. But my, 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 look at what God has put together. Yeah, man, that's right. Hallelujah, Lord. Now, wait a minute. You ready? Obedience does not alleviate fear. Stephanie, you're going to have to follow God and realize that being obedient to God, young people, you, you got fears in your life and, and God brings you to a mark and, and, and there's that hesitation. I, I don't know if I can and, and I wonder if God will. I'm glad God hadn't given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Come on now. And that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. Now, you don't have fear, but you can overcome your fears. Come on now. They're, they're being obedient. And, and then it doesn't always mean that the expectation is going to be just easy and no problems. So the disciples get in. Now we know this about, there's a lesson about obedience in verse number 22. Now don't fall out with me right here. If anybody's got any theological questions about the Bible, all in favor that Brother Matthew Tucker answer them, somebody say amen. amen. All right, Brother Matthew's the resident theologian tonight. You got any questions, you see Brother Matt. And I'm going somewhere with this. So then the disciples get into the boat. If you read behind some commentators, you're going you're to find that some of them say that Peter should have never walked on water. Then you'll read on the other side and find out that others say that Peter should have walked on water. Now, I ain't going to fall out with you over nothing. I got too much to do for Jesus. Somebody say amen right there. I, I didn't come to battle, battle what you think about. I'm just telling you, you got it on both sides. But one thing you do notice is, is Peter with those disciples gets in the boat and he does not leave the boat until Jesus tells him to come here. In other words, Brother Paul, they were to keep going forward until Jesus gave them another direction. Young people, listen to me now. Your emotions are going to flare up. Your will's going to flare up. But I'm telling you, you just find your place in the house of God and you just keep serving God. You keep doing what God told you to do. You keep doing the known will of God. And if you just keep following Him, you'll be where God wants you and you don't move and you don't go and you don't change until God says so. But when God says so, go ahead and follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man, that's right. So they get in. Now let's move on in verse number 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. Now listen to me. You're going to see something about our Lord here. If our Lord felt the need to get apart to pray, you need to get apart and pray. Now, this ain't deep, but I'm trying to help some young people. If you want victory in your life, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're about, but I promise you, it, you're talking about fixing a world of problems. If you will learn how to push everything away and say, I am going to spend some alone time with Jesus. 
I've never seen a young lady or a young boy get out. I've never seen a young man or a young woman get out of the will of God or make a mess if they were making sure that they were spending some alone time with Jesus. Brother Kayla, I can't hardly believe it that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords would want to spend some time with me. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. I mean, I, I can't believe uh, that, that he uh, would spend time with me. And if he'll spend time with me, uh, I need to put some things aside uh, and put your cell phone down uh, and put social media down uh, and just cut away and spend some time with Jesus. Listen to me now. Let me tell you how to run about 75% of boys. No, 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 no. Let me tell you how to run off about 95% of the wrong boys off. Let him know that you can't, you can't talk to him because you've got a date with Jesus already. And, and me and the Lord, I, I, can't, I can't talk to you now because this is the time that's between me and Jesus. And that boy's going to say, well, I ain't really got no chance. That's exactly right. You ain't got no chance. As a matter of fact, the best one for you is to find you somebody who likes spending time with Jesus himself. Amen. Come on, man. Don't, don't, don't die. You, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to go, oh, no, you just purpose in your heart. I'm going to spend some time with God. And if it's a job, if it's a boy, if it's a girl, I'm going to cut it out because I'm spending some time with Jesus. Amen. When I found out, you know this, Jesus has never rushed me at the secret place. He wants me to just come in there and stay a little while. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Do you remember when it really dawned on you that, that, that your spirituality was not determined by your location? Remember whenever don't know you, you don't have to be in a certain, I'm telling you, I love Light on the Mountain, you can't, praise God. Thank, it'll be just in a few more months we get to go again. It feels like it's been a 17-year long winter. Good gracious, I'm ready to go to camp, amen. Hey, man, that ain't got nothing to do with the message. I'm just telling you how I feel. I'll never forget the first time I remember God get big on the mountain, but I found out real quick he wouldn't just go on the mountaintop. Thank God he'll go home with you. He'll go to school with you. He'll go, hallelujah, he'll get on the field with you. He'll take a test with you. Thank God if you'll just reach out to him, you'll just spend time with him. Thank God he'll spend time with you. Amen. Got to hurry. Watch this. In, in verse 24, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. Oh, yeah. Mr. Alicia, they're, they're going in one direction, and the wind's going in another direction. That's right. Now, you know this if you're going to serve God, you're going to have some contrary winds blowing in your life. Are you listening? You know, it, it may come in a, in a person, or not, but I'm telling you, you're going to have some. And, and don't be surprised at about the same time you set out to serve God is about the same time those contrary winds blow. Now, I got my youth group here. I love them. And, and, and I think they love, well, they love Miss Crystal, praise God. I don't know if they like me yet or not. The verdict's still out. Say amen right there, Luke. Amen. But that's why you're going to ride in the back of the bus on the way home. And uh, 
But, but I, I, tell, I, I tell them often and, and let them know that don't be surprised when you get home from a youth service or you get home from youth camp that all of a sudden that low down sorry no good for nothing boy uh, wants to text you then or, or that friend that ain't got no spirituality. I mean you want to go for God. Uh, you're going to have to learn to go through some winds of adversity and uh, go through some storms of turmoil. I promise you it's worth it all just to stay with God just to stay at home just stay with the ship just stay with the church and don't let the winds blow you from what God's doing in your life amen that's right amen watch it now and the disciples look at verse 25 26 and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them Walking on the sea. <laughs> now I'm going to stay with me now. Richard Melton, when you, when you read that text and we're getting the account, Miss Katie, it's like, well, the disciples are there. They're, they're going along. The wind stirs up. And it just seems like out of nowhere, Jesus shows up. No invitation, uh, no no re- prerequisite, no. I mean, he just he just shows up where the disciples are. Hey, man. You say, well, I wouldn't have showed up then. That's why you ain't Jesus, amen. I, I mean, it, it seemed like in the worst time, the darkest time uh, of the disciples, they're not at their best, uh, but thank God Jesus just showed up in the midst. Uh, I'm glad, thank God Jesus is still showing up. Uh, he shows up at the church. Uh, he'll show up in your car. Uh, he'll show up in your prayer closet. Uh, I thank God he ain't just a God on the mountaintop. Uh, he's the God in the valley. And Jesus uh, will just show up in your world. Amen. Hey, listen, I ain't always been faithful, but he has. I ain't, Brother Caleb, I ain't always made the mark, but he has. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, buddy, it seemed like you're going through the uh, just the drum and, and just hoeing up and down. But thank God, uh, Brother Matthew, in the middle of it all, uh, Jesus just shows up in the midst. And you know this, when he shows up, thank God, business is about to pick up. Amen. Come on now. He's never been in a home that he couldn't change. He's never met a heart he couldn't change. He's never met a marriage he couldn't fix. He's never met a rebellious teenager he couldn't turn around. I say, thank God, thank God, when Jesus shows up. The only hope we have for service in the morning is Jesus showing up. We ain't learned how to do it yet. Brother Deeks, you know this. We, we can't, we can get the right this and sing the right song. But if he don't show up, everything we do is vain and vanity. But oh, thank God when he shows up. Whoa, hallelujah, Lord. When Jesus shows up. Oh, I need him to show up again. I need him to come back again. I don't have the talent. I don't have the power. I don't have the ability. But oh, if Jesus Jesus will just show up. There's nothing he can't do. 
Listen to me, young people. You're going to have a world of problems in your life. But you're not going to have one that he can't show up in and fix. Praise God. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move on. I'm just telling you, God is, is just bringing me back through some times that was done for. And I was ready to walk away and everything else. But everybody else walked, in, walked out. That's when Jesus walked in. Praise God. Somebody else said, don't try, don't talk, don't preach, don't move, don't work. And the world says, give up. And the devil says, give up. But thank God Jesus shows up. And Jesus does the work nobody can do. I say, thank God, thank God. I want him to show up again. I want him to show up again. He'll fix it all. Amen. More than one time. More than a dozen times. More than 50 times. Lord, I can't even count now. I've had somebody meet my office and say, here, here, here. I think, dear Lord, I don't even know where to start, much less how to fix it. Sometimes he'll just show up and do it. Tell you what, we need to mark the first, at the first, we we at the first Baptist. First Baptist. We got to be dignified now. You know, we need to mark the first Baptist when he didn't just show up. And as a matter of fact, he don't never, it seems like when he gets to show up, it's never when everybody, everything's fine and everything's good and we got the answers. He lets it get hopeless and then he gives hope. He lets it get impossible and then he makes it possible. He lets it get dark and then he breaks and he'll do that in your world if you'll let him do it. So they're moving along. The Lord shows up. When the Lord shows up, watch it now. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is the Spirit. And they cried out for fear. Verse 27, And straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. This ain't real deep, but it helped me today. Jesus was saying, I'm here. It's me that produces the absence of fear. Did you hear me? Let me say it again. His presence produces the absence of fear. When I get, when I get locked in on his presence, all of a sudden I'm not afraid anymore. Hey, <laughs> man. When, when I realize that he's here and he's going with me and, I'm, and he's in me and I'm in him, everything is going to be all right. <laughs> Miss Betty, when he shows up, fear leaves. That's right. He said, now, wait a minute. I'm still afraid. You need, to, you, need to, you need to let quit letting what you're going through, what you're dealing with, get bigger than him. Let me let me try to give him a let me give him a thought. Watch this. So he he says that now verse 28, 29. And Peter answered him and said, Lord. Well, he said, now I know sometimes Peter got it wrong. Peter got it right right there, didn't he? Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee 
on the water. Now come here. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, let me come. Watch it now. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, hold on now. Now, surely you haven't gotten over your Bible now. Now watch it now. Everybody, everybody just go ahead and touch your flesh. Anybody touch it? Ain't nobody an angel or a spirit. Come here now. Just like me and you walked on the water. That's right. Yeah. Sure did. Yes, yes. Let me read it again now. Peter now. I know we throw off on Peter. How much water you walked on? Peter's in the boat. He wants to be where the Lord is. And he says, Lord, if that's you, let me leave the comfort of this boat and get where you are. What Peter did here is what you need to do tonight. You need to leave the comfort zone. Now, I could go through and I can mention messages and a heritage, and it's the question that is not... Is it around you? Many of you have grown up in it. It's not have you grown up. It's not are you around it. The question is, is it in you? Come on now. What did Peter do? Peter left the comfort zone. I mean, that boat's comfortable. I mean, I'm going to be okay right here. But he said, wait a minute. Something inside of Peter said, Lord, if that's you, let me come on out. You know why he did that? Because he knew that Jesus was the miracle worker. He knew what Jesus could do. And he took Jesus by faith and he stepped out of the comfort zone. Can I tell you something now? Somebody need to leave the comfort zone. Can I tell you why? Can I give you some few? Let me tell you this. Comfort zone dwellers never make an impact. Listen to me. If you demand comfort in your spiritual life, if you demand comfort, I'm telling you, you've gone as far as God can take you. We're, we're not giving God our life and saying you got to do this and you got to do that. And I will hold off him because the truth is you can never put a life together that can ever amount to the life that Jesus could give you. Watch it now. Comfort zone, they never make, they, their life is lived in selfishness and they never know the joy of reaching somebody for Jesus. Amen. Watch it now. Comfort zone dwellers never really get involved in worship. That's right. Comfort says, comfort says, I'm gonna slide into church. I'm gonna slide out of church. I'm just gonna mind my business. But I'm gonna tell you, if you ever, you know this, I know where I'm at, but if you ever just get involved in worship, if it ever gets inside of you, gets bigger than the flesh and and the reputation outside of you, you're gonna worship. And you are gonna be capital R Rurt. 
Well, I got my reputation. I got my hair done just right. I'm trying to be cool. Fooey on that. Purpose in your mind. He's a big God. He died on Calvary. He saved my soul. I owe him worship. I mean, listen, I like what I heard a preacher say here recently. He's a pastor. He said this. He said, I get worried about this, this, this. He said, but I've got to the point in my life now when I go to church and they sing that first song, it's every man for himself. I didn't come to see you. I'm not worried about little Susie's big toenail being tore up. He is a God that loves me. He's a God that saves me. I owe him my worship. Tomorrow is the Lord's day. Listen to me. Now, I'm not, don't no, help me here. If I'm wrong, Brother needs to fix it. Tomorrow, you need to be in your place. I mean, you mean going to church again? Oh, yes. We're going to church again. Whoop. This is just this is just the pep rally. This is this is the pregame meal. You say, preacher, you act like this going to get on tomorrow. I don't know, but I don't want somebody to tell me about it in the morning. Now, come here. I mean, and we're going to sing songs and, and, and we're going to give. And, and, and we're going to dress our best for Jesus and all. But if I come home Sunday night and I pillow my head and I have not worshipped God, I have missed what God has saved me for. Some of you need to blow the soot out. God's been piling blessings after blessings on you and you ain't told nobody about it. You ain't rejoiced in a while. You just need to get over yourself and get over your flesh and get out of your comfort zone and worship God. I'm not, listen, I'm not worried about if you're doing it right or wrong. I got too much to worry about making sure I'm just doing it. That's right. Can I move on? Watch this. Comfort zone dwellers will never make a sacrifice that'll change the course of their life. See, you got dreams, Andrew, and you ought to have dreams. This is Andrew right here. This is my little Caleb Deets. I'm getting a re-raise Caleb Deets, Miss Nikki. They're so much like that. I'll be mean to him. I foul him. I throw him into the wall, and he just comes back smiling and being sweet. That's my, that's my little Caleb right there. It's my little Caleb right there. Get, getting, he's already about to drive me crazy, just like Cat Caleb did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He knows I'm joking. But listen to me. You're going to make dreams and plans, and you ought to. Why are you going to dream little when he's such a big God? But listen to me. You ought to make sure that he has full reign on every plan and direction of your life. You ought not have nothing in your life that God can't have. Say, Brother Aldridge, my relationship is my world. Well, if it ain't his, 
It's time, it's time to let go of it. My job is my world. Nothing, when, oh, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. It, it, it's not what I do for me. It's making sure there's nothing in my life bigger than him. Listen now. Comfort zone dwellers will never carry the load because those in the comfort zone are the load. Listen to me. The best way to not be a burden is to help the church carry the burden. I'm, I'm going to know. I know it's going to come back up, but but now, Joseph, you're not the burden. That's right. Now you're helping carry the burden. Miss Caddy, you're not the burden. You're helping carry the burden. My young people, you don't, you don't have no idea. Tears been shed for you. Right. But now some of you done tapped into something good. You're not the burden. You haven't carried the burden. Whoop, hallelujah. It ain't, it ain't been too long ago I heard your daddy talking about pray for Job. Pray you'll sell out. Pray you'll serve God. So guess what? You're not the burden. You haven't carried the burden. You know what I found out? They ain't nothing like being a part of what God's doing at the church and just locking arm in arm with God's people. It's better than the NFL. It's better than the NBA. It's better than the state house. It's better than Washington. Just being a part of the church. Listen to me. Comfort zone people let people hold them back. This is the saddest thing. Those in the comfort zone have no stories to tell. That's right. But you know what I got? I got some stories. I got some stories to tell. I got you know, my first stories to tell you how a lost, mean-hearted, rebellious teenager come to Island Mountain Youth Camp, 14 years old. And I got born again. Changed forever. Right there at that altar when I got saved. Before I got up off that altar, before I got back to my pew, I knew I was supposed to be a preacher. And I ain't much one, but I knew I was supposed to be one. You say, well, I don't believe that. That's why you don't get blessed, because you don't believe nothing. Come on now. <laughs> hey man, yeah. praise God! I'm having a time tonight. Yeah. I'm just saying, wait a minute. Wait, watch this now. And, and, and but they don't have stories to tell. But I am telling you, I can tell you some stories that, of how wonderful it's been yeah. to serve Jesus. Yeah. I can tell you about how two years later, Miss Crystal Mills, she wasn't even Aldridge then. Came up to the arbor, came up to the Lionel Mountain Youth Camp oh, and was shape. trying her best to go home. She thought we was a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> and she's right, but guess what? She's one now. <laughs> and she's the captain of the cheerleading squad and she's the homecoming queen. And she's got a little reputation and, and on and on and on and all that kind of stuff. And she's looking for a phone call to call daddy. And, and she's, trying to get a, she's trying to get a call through. But, but little did she know there was a man of God got another call through. 
And when, whoa, and when she wanted to go home to her daddy, she made it to the altar and got a new father. Glory, glory. I was there when it happened. Bring up, bring up your movie stars and your ball stars. Tell us your stories. Well, I did this and I did that. And then a little bit later, somebody outdid this. But you bring these men of God up here. You bring these saints of God's up here. You bring some of these young people who've been trying to serve God and live for Jesus up here. And they'll tell you right now, thank God for the day I left the comfort zone. And the life that God put together is a whole lot better than anything I could have ever done. I thought about Peter, and they walked on the water. Yeah. Brother Matt, help me right here. I believe if you was to get in the boat with Peter, boat rides would never be the same. Yeah, that's right. Right. I know what he'd have done, especially if he'd had a little bit of Chris in him. He'd have said, uh, come here, Chris. If, I, if I'm Peter, he'd have said, hey, Andrew, you see that water right there? I walked on that. <laughs> He just, and then Andrew would have said, now, I know Peter, but you did it. He said, I don't care what you guys say, Peter. I, I, well, Andrew, I, I walked on that water. And you can, you can say what you want to about Peter, but, but you cannot take away the experience and the memory of what Jesus let him do when he walked on the water. Can I tell you something? If you leave the comfort zone, church will never be the same. Youth camp will never be the same. Youth meetings will never be the same. Preaching will never be the same. Singing the choir will never be the same. Teaching your class, it'll never be the same. Once you leave your comfort zone. One person said it this way, the comfort zone is what you will not do for the fear of being called a fanatic. Brother Deeks, how did he leave? He left because he asked. Brother Paul, he said, Lord, if that's you, let me come to you. Jesus said, come. And what you don't realize is tonight for some of you, this evening, boy, you're hungry. I want them experiences. I want to go further with God. He's already, he's already right here. He's just waiting on you to say, Lord, will you, right. will you let me? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time you let us preach, Brother Deeds? Oh, yeah. Remember the first time you got up and sung special? Remember the first time you got behind that little Sunday school, got that little Sunday school class? Remember the first time they let you, bro, lead, lead the youth group, load them up on a bus? It'll never be the same. You say, you mean God could do that? Yeah. But he ain't going to, listen to me, he ain't going to overcome your will to get you to do something. You're going to have to overcome your will. My young people are going to finish what I'm fixing to say. If you fight God and win, you lose. If you fight God and lose, you win. You got a heritage around you. You got a church around you. You got a mom and dad who loves God, and you fight. But I, you might as well go ahead tonight and just say, "Lord, I, I'm tired of fighting you. I want what you have for my life because I know you can run it a whole lot better than me." Good, help me, Lord. 
Listen to me. If you require comfort, you've gone far as you're going. God might let everybody around you tonight stay comfortable, but he wants you. He wants you. Peter walks on the water. Look, look with me now. Look with me. And I'm about done. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Now, don't no, no, come here. He didn't sink. He began to sink. You need, you need to get a hold of that now. He's in the Lord's care. The Lord didn't let him sink. He let him begin to sink. Yes, sir. <laughs> you ever felt like he's going to sink? Yep. Brother Matt, you ever felt like he's well, about to... You, 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 whoa, 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 about that time, Eric. Watch it, watch it. Yeah. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Yeah. Sometimes saved people need saving. That's right. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about... Bro. Sometimes you get... It's overwhelming. The waves are crashing. How? I'm beginning to see. Cry out, Lord, you got me out here. I'm going to trust you to keep me afloat. Lord, help me now. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, Oh, thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, two things and I'm done. Watch this. So what did Peter learn? Did he learn anything? Oh, I believe he did. I believe Peter stepped out walking on water. That's a divine work. I ain't never walked on water. Nope. Things you do for God, that's divine work. That's right. Oh, yeah. Did you hear me? Trying to live, have victory in this ungodly world that's against you and the church and everything else. If you're going to have victory, that's a divine work. Okay? You ready? St. Deep. But Peter found out that day, it's not in him to sustain divine work. That's right. Wow. Amen. Right. Did you hear me? That's right. He's walking. He gets distracted and he starts, begins to sink. Yes, Lord comes over and grabs him by the hand. Yep. Can I say this? It's not in me nope. to sustain right. divine work. Right. 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 Say, preacher, I, I want to I be used to God, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if I got the ability. I'm telling you tonight, it's not up to you to sustain it. It's not up to you to tell God how to be used. It's not up, no, 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 no. It's up to you to do one, just one thing. Obey. I believe the greatest preparation that Peter had for Pentecost was when he realized, I can't, but he can. Miss Betty, Miss Betty, hitting this a little bit, and I've already been calling me, I've already been aggravating her about camp. I already called her the other day. Sometimes I'll call in this mess with her. Say, I, got, I need this and I got all this for camp. And she's just like, well, hold on now. Miss Betty, you don't have to, you don't have to sustain camp. Preacher Mountain, you ain't got to sustain tabernacle. You ain't, you ain't got to sustain camp. All you got to do is obey. Because that's not your work. That's his work. <laughs> Burdens you got on you, sis. Anything you carry, you don't got to sustain it. It's not in you. But it's in him. Greatest lesson Peter learned, Brother Matt, it's not in me to sustain divine work. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to keep following him. See, some of you, you come in struggling, you come in weighing, and you're fighting, and you because you're trying to do it, and you can't do it. 
But he can do it through you. He can do it through you. I wonder, listen, I'm, I'm giving you my heart. Listen, brother, I'm fisting the land right here. Some of you, you need to leave the comfort zone because the truth of it is you grew up around it. You can sing all the camp songs. You, I mean, you can do all these things in the youth meetings, and, and you, I mean, you can do all that, and that is wonderful. That is great. You already got a week's of camp memorized, and, and that is great. But what's fixing to happen is some of y'all are going to be called on in your churches for Sunday school teachers and preachers and youth leaders and counselors. And you need to leave the comfort zone and get as serious about your spiritual life as God is. And guess what? One day you're going to come to a meeting like this and you're going to get around the rest of us old folk. (laughs) And you're going to stand up and you're going to say, I like to just say a word. It's been worth every mile of the trip. Oh, yeah. Started a journey many years ago, <laughs> looking for rest and peace for my soul. <laughs> I love that song. I think I'll just go with God. That's right. What you gonna you gonna stay comfortable, or are you gonna do something for Jesus? Let's stand together, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Pianist is gonna come, young and old alike.